0: Steve Jones presents Jonesy's Jukebox.
1: You're listening to Jonesy's Jukebox on KLOS? <clears throat> That was the New York Dolls, Personality Crisis, it's beautiful. We've been at the Jay Girls Band, Looking for a Love from the album Full House, one of my favourite albums. Yeah. Um, it is 10 minutes after 12 bells on a Thursday. It's beautiful out, not too hot, not too cold, it's just right. And we're <clears throat> here with my guest, little Stephen. Hey, Jonesy. How are you, buddy?
0: I'm all right. Yeah. Good couple of songs to come in on there,
1: yeah. But well, the last time you come here, we played Jay Cars, a good friend, good friend of mine, Peter Wolf,
0: and uh, and I just saw David Johansen. Uh, you know, he's doing um, Buster Poindexter. Uh, he's doing that again, yeah. And it was just fantastic. I, I just just um, uh, recently,
1: and, yeah,
0: uh, just great. You know, he's just. Uh, it's a new show. He's sort of telling stories, and uh, you know. It's a bit of a, a bit of a, you know, you know, this is my life type of thing, and it's, it's just so funny. He's got a very funny sense of humor, you know. But I don't know if he'll bring it to L.A. or what. He hates to travel. I do too. He's a lazy bum. Do you, does he
1: still act? Does he still do acting appearances?
0: Well, you, you don't see him too often, do you? But I mean, he's, he was great, great actor, you know. And
1: um, in the Christmas one, was he in that? Yeah, oh, the ta- s- cab driver. Several things. Yeah.
0: I haven't seen him lately though. I don't know. I haven't been paying attention though. He might he might have been doing something.
1: Yeah. You've been busy. You're always busy. Yeah, I'm a bit
0: busy, yeah. 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 You got the
1: other station, you you your channel.
0: I got two channels actually.
1: Two channels. Yeah, I got to
0: work at the rock station and I also have Outlaw Outlaw out, out, out Country.
1: Okay. Oh you do that? That's fine. Yeah. I had Steve Earle in a few weeks ago. Yeah. That oh, was yeah. that was fun. Yeah, he's uh, a legend
0: on top of being uh, great DJs, but uh the idea of, of of the stations was to have people on who could tell stories first person, you yeah. Know, that they actually were there, yeah. You know, yeah. So the more musicians and people like that the, that I could hire, the like better. Real stuff, yeah. You know, it made, made it more interesting. I thought, that, yeah. You know, hearing stories from somebody else, you know, tell tell the stories that you you know you were there for,
1: you know. Yeah. No, he had some good good old druggy stories and all the rest of it, and <laughs> getting sober. Yeah, you know, there's a positive to it. Yeah. And he's a good player he played a couple of songs no he's a talented cat yeah and he really uh yeah so i got those two stations and uh the underground
0: underground garage on 21 and uh outlaw country on 60. <laughs> and uh we just got back from uh australia two days ago
1: who did disciples of soul my you, band. you were playing there mm. okay yeah and you got a new album
0: yeah yeah summer of sorcery
1: Summer of Sorcery. Yeah. (laughs) You're going to like
0: this one, I'm telling you. (laughs) That's
1: great, man. And and did you record all this in the East Coast? Yeah, in my studio,
0: in Renegade. Half my office is a studio.
1: Oh, okay. And
0: uh, the the nice thing is, it's it's the the only time in my life I've ever done two records in a row with the same band. Yeah? Because, you know, all my... That's the... You know, my 80s records, the five records I did in the 80s were all very different from each other, and... uh, not a good, not a good, sensible way to have a career. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> so, do you, you know.
1: do you find it hard to write, write songs? Easy. Well, no, I hadn't, I
0: hadn't written something for myself, you know, in twenty years. Yeah. So, um, I did the Soul Fire record two years ago. That's when was, you
1: was do, played at the Roxy.
0: Yeah, and and and, um, you know, it was songs I'd written for other people, right? Yeah. You know, cover, a cover album. And then and then you jumped on the tour and, and we and we've been touring now for two years. So, about a year in, you know, started to get some ideas again, you know, and and, uh, and, and uh, wrote uh, wrote most of the record at the end of the Soul Fire tour and then a couple of weeks at home, and uh, but it took a, it took a minute to get that back in, yeah, because you know, when yeah, yeah. you, you stop writing, yeah, you know, you stop, you know, and. Uh, I had to put the radar back up, you know, because when you're used to the the album tour album tour yeah. album tour thing, it's... you're always writing really, right, you know, so you're getting little snatches of ideas, it might be a little it might be a line or two, or it might be a melody or two, you know and you stick them away, yeah, you know, and then you're ready to do a record, and yeah. you have all these bits and pieces you can pick from. I had nothing, yeah, you know, for twenty years i mean you know I mean, I'd done the score for Lilyhammer, you know, which is going to come out in July actually. Um, but um it's different. It's different writing for a, a film or T V than you are writing for yourself. It's yeah. just a very different thing. So but this is the first time um the Soulfire record really was important for me because it was songs I'd written for other people and I realized I write very differently for other people than I do for me. Yeah. You know? So I wanna write for me like I do for them and that's what I did on this record. It's not um not autobiographical at all. It's not political at all. It's very, very, it's just a fictional, you know, fictional bunch of fun, you know.
1: Yeah. I think yeah. we should play a song and hear it. Yeah. What song are you going to play? Which one you got? Superfly uh, super Superfly Terraplane would be good. Yeah.
0: Okay. This is a, I'm, I'm assuming, it's like 12 little movies, the, the album, right? Yeah. I'm assuming a different character in each one. This is like a 17-year-old uh, millennial type of guy talking. Uh, okay. Okay, t- saying to the baby boomers, <laughs> you've you screwed up the world. Now get the hell out of the way and let us guys take over. You okay.
1: Know? You know? So you're not but- looking for any young fans then? On- no,
0: the young people are going to like this one.
1: You think they are? Yeah, they're going to say, baby boomers, go drop dead already. You know? Oh, us, the old farts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah,
0: get us out of the way yeah. and let
1: them let you know, do it right. Let them fix everything. I love a baby boomer. I mean, I love millennials when yeah. they when they look at you. <laughs> they just look at you with disdain. Yeah, and with good reason. Yeah. Look at what a mess we made. Yeah. I I well, every every it's the same it's the same cycle though. I know, but you know we, I mean? were the From, ones we were we were supposed
0: to fix it though. Remember? We we were the ones who were supposed to fix it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my generation was you you, you know you you probably got a pass on it, but 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 a little bit older. When you get to me, we were supposed to fix it, yeah, you know, and we didn't. You know.
1: Hey, what are you gonna do? <laughs> Take
0: it away. It's a soprano suit on <laughs> today. <laughs>
1: You're listening to Jonesy's jukebox on Carlos. <clears throat> Excuse me, with my guest, little Stephen Van Zant. You're Italian, right? Mm-hmm. How comes you got that? Last name, that's not my, Italian
0: name. No, it's Dutch. Um, my father adopted me. My mother remarried when I was young, seven years old, and my father, my new father, adopted me and gave me his name, which was Dutch Van Zandt. Oh, okay, I'm 100% Italian, yeah.
1: Yeah, I was always wonder that definitely didn't sound like a no, no, I thought it was Sweden. That's why he was doing that show in Sweden. <laughs> Norway, Norway. Norway, I mean. That's what I said. It's close. <laughs> that sounded good, that track. <laughs> Thank you, man. That's for all the, uh, the young people. That's it. That's the millennial. Uh... This is what we left you. Yeah. This is what we left you. New album. That track was called uh, Superfly Terraplane. Mm-hmm. And it's from the new album, Summer of Sorcery, out now. Well, I like the way you say it. I said, have do you do a commercial for me? Well, it will be tomorrow <laughs> soon. Yeah. In Australia, I think it's out now. <laughs> that little <laughs> island next to Australia. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So you got a gig at the... the, terror, at the, um, the, the Saban. The, the Saban. It's a great little theatre, that place. Yeah? I saw uh last, last show Willie Nelson did there. Yeah. I, saw, uh. I I saw, not Willie Nelson, I no, please no. Merle. Merle Haggard. And uh, Christofferson. Wow. They both did a show there. He was meant to have done it, but he, he was ill, but he came back. It's a great theater. It's a great theater. You gotta he,
0: come, you gotta come.
1: You ever, you ever been in there? No. It's a really nice place. Classy, kind of small cinema style, old school cinema. Yeah, nice. Really nice. You gotta see this band, I'm telling you. This band is great. Fourteen-piece band, man. Are they the ones that are
0: on the record? Yeah, yeah, same guys, and the same ones at the Soul Fire. They've been with me now for two years, which is nice. Yeah, you know, you know unusual these days. Yeah, Yeah. to try does, and keep your, everybody together.
1: You know, does that cost a lot of dodo to have a fourteen?
0: It does, yeah. But you know, it's an expensive hobby, and uh, yeah, you know, yeah. This is, the, this is the the business we've chosen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You uh yeah, we're also we're still doing our teacher thing, you know, we um we invite teachers to come to the show for free because you know, they're underpaid and underappreciated and uh and we have a new um music history curriculum for kids who are, you know, we target the kids that would be dropping out of school, okay? And yeah. they, instead of them dropping out, they can enjoy our, our, our class of music history which they really like. And uh, there's 150 lessons online right now for free, teachrock.org. And we invite teachers to come to the show for free and bring a friend. And, uh...
1: You mean music teachers or any teachers? No, any
0: teachers. Any teachers. All you've got to do is register with Christine at teachrock.org and uh, bring a friend. <laughs> and then we have a workshop between the sound check and the show, show them how the curriculum works. Mm-hmm. And we've got 25,000 teachers signed up already. You know. Do you think
1: it's a dying thing that the way rock and roll has been for the way it's been set up since the since the beginning, since Elvis till now? As far as drum, bass, guitar, you show up, sound check, you do this, you do that. As a as opposed to your your new millennial friends, you show up with a computer. Uh, and I think I think we, it's, 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 we're still going to exist
0: the same way, but it's, we're back to being a cult.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. We were
0: a cult when Elvis Presley started. Yeah. And we're back, right. that's right where we are now. Yeah. We're right back where we were in 1955. Yeah. You know? And, yeah. and you know, what we try and do, I think we both try and do as much as we can is recreate an infrastructure to support these new bands, you know, as much as we can, um, because it's never going to be the same. It's never going to be mainstream again. You know, we're never going to do that.
1: You think that's gone?
0: Yeah. But but we can make the cult a little healthier.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, so, you still got bands like Guns and Roses.
0: Oh no, no, we're still the biggest thing live. Our, our, the older generation is still—we're right. still the biggest thing live,
1: for sure. You mean young, young, new bands playing rock and roll? Yeah,
0: because no, no, yeah, live, live is still. I mean, look, who was the biggest, the biggest bands in the in the sixties were the Beatles and Stones, and they're still the biggest. Yeah, the Stones and and McCartney are still doing the biggest shows. Yeah. You know? Yeah, um, and Ringo's out there as well, uh, you know. But but for the young band, it's really hard to make a living now. Okay, I mean it was hard for us, you know, hard for you, and even harder now, you know, because of
1: lack of labels and there's no tour money support. Yeah, yeah,
0: no tour support, no real radio support, not much, no TV, no clubs. The clubs are closed. You know, a lot of the theaters are closed. You know, yeah. so the infrastructure that you know we enjoyed, yeah, is gone. Yeah. And so that until that's come until we rebuild that, there's no chance for for people to make a living at all. You know, so you know, I'm, I'm always trying to talk like the Hard Rock Cafe, for instance. There's like 150 of them around the world. I'm trying to talk them into being a circuit for bands. Put a PA in, put a you know, put yeah. a back line, all right. Yeah. Get a, get a monitor system and let the bands go from hard rock to hard rock. Yeah. you know, there's 50 or 60 of them that that have big enough stages where you could do that. So I've been trying to. Talk them into that for years, you know. And, um, you know, do what we can to try and uh, help out these... I mean, we we counted the amount of bands we have introduced on on our channel. Yeah. We've introduced over a 1,000 new bands in 15 years, you know. So they're out there. Yeah. And uh, you want to support them because there's no logical reason to be in a rock and roll band right now.
1: Right. You know.
0: Right. There's nothing practical about it. Most young
1: kids don't like it.
0: No, but um, there are some that do, that.
1: There's a percentage. Yeah. But that's the, what I mean. the mainstream is all about not. Yeah, it's more electronic guitars. Hip
0: hop and pop, yeah.
1: Maybe you should do a call up old Ronald McDonald's, see if you can do a tour of McDonald's. Oh. Well, no stages. Fill up the little world uh, where the kids play. Knock that down. Put a stage in the playground, yeah.
0: <laughs> I like this idea.
1: Yeah. I'm telling you. I'll bring it up. <laughs> the next meeting. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. House of Blues, do they still exist or is that gone? Uh, no, they're gone, I think. Aren't they? There's one in Anaheim. There's one in Anaheim? One in Chicago, I believe.
0: They closed this one, though, right? The, uh...
1: On Sunset, they did, yeah.
0: That was a nice one, too.
1: Yeah. The House of Everything But Blues. <laughs>
0: That's true. <laughs> I like the way it was the the, the
1: decor though it looks like my... Yeah, yeah yeah i uh i was i fell asleep halfway through it, but I was watching a documentary on Netflix <laughs> last night, <laughs> as you do you know when you 're in bed <laughs> what, 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 there was nothing wrong with the documentary, but I was wondering what it was about um, um oh the blues guy johnson um, robert johnson yeah it was a' it was a documentary yeah. about him on Netflix,
0: what did you think I, of it?
1: Robert Johnson was uh, amazing. We, do you think there would be no rock and roll without him? I mean, Chuck was who I got. Do you think? Do you think Chuck got off of him? Well, not directly, no. But the but you can you can build
0: the you know, the history from country blues though. You can you know, but there were guys before. You know, there was Sunhouse before him, Charlie Patton before before Robert Johnson. Yeah, and there were guys after him, um, and slowly, I mean. It's hard to relate to the, the Chuck Berry's of the world coming more from the big bands, I think, you know? Yeah. You know, and, and Little Richard, you know, that's a, a little bit different. Yeah, right? yeah, than yeah. The, than like a Bo Diddley, for instance. The solo dude. You know? Yeah, I mean, you could trace Bo Diddley more directly to the blues, I think, what um, Chuck Berry and, and, and Little Richard and Fast Domino and those kinds of coming more from the big band era, you know, I think.
1: More up-tempo you know? as well. Yeah,
0: yeah. A little bit different, but yeah, I mean... Did you write him as a
1: as an, an artist? Robert Johnson. Yeah.
0: Oh no, very important. Yeah. Very important. Great, great writer. And um and you know, his famous story because he was a like, he was a kid hanging around, right? Sun House and Charlie Patton yeah. and those guys. Yeah. And you know, he wasn't very good. You know, he just really wanted wanted to learn, you know? Yeah. And they said, Get out of here, kid. We well, you you know, right. stop bothering us, you know. So he goes away for like six months and then comes back and he's the best of them all you know yeah so the story began he may sold his soul to the devil you know it's a famous story at the crossroads yeah that's where the crossroads comes from right I think it's I forget what it is Highway 49 and something else and uh, and that that was you know became the, that the legend of of selling your soul to the devil to to to, for, for, to to gain that talent, you know. I sold
1: my soul to the devil. It make me a better guitar player. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I, it's kind of like one of them Jesus stories, really, isn't it? He parted the waves, oh. or he's sold his soul to the devil. With now he's a great guitar player. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, uh, similar. Do you think it's just myth- mythological? Of course, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, most likely. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you know, you wonder sometimes. I mean, um, the stories. You know, there's nothing like a good story, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean,
0: sometimes you wonder. You know, you know. I mean, the Rolling Stones. You know, they were only they only got together a year or two before. You know, before they started working. I mean. Yeah. Their rise was, you know, yeah, you know, as opposed to the Beatles, yeah, yeah, who you know were together in '57. You know, we didn't get to get we didn't meet them until '64. You, you know, you had them a year earlier in England, but they put five six years in before yeah. they broke. You know, yeah, yeah, Stones, you know, maybe a year or two <laughs> was it. You know, I mean, so you wonder about what what, do you, you, what the LA made. <laughs> do, you, do you
1: think that the uh, yeah. the Beatles helped? The Stones. The door was open for oh, the no, Beatles. Definitely. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, literally,
0: because they, the Stones' first single bombed. You know, which was one of the very few bad records they Is ever it a did. Is cover song? Uh, yeah, a, a Chuck Berry. Um, um,
1: which, uh, and Benny was rockin'?
0: No, 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 that was great. Um, uh, I'll think of it in a second. Uh, it wasn't. It just wasn't very good. Yeah. So their first record was, died, and they were, and. and um, Andrew Oldham, the manager, yeah. comes out of rehearsal.
1: Yeah. This is true. He sold his soul to devil. And all <laughs> of a sudden, they
0: were famous. He, might, he, might, he may have. <laughs> he catches he catches Paul and John coming out of a cab, and they're drunk from this thing. And he, and they said, well, what's the matter, Andrew? And they knew Andrew because he had worked on publicity for them yeah. early on. And he said, what's, what's up, Andrew? And he said, oh, man, we're getting nowhere, you know. And the first single really died in... We're having trouble figuring out what to do next. And they came, they went back with Andrew to rehearsal, and um, they gave him uh, um, uh, the next single, uh, which I'm not going to think of now. Uh, I don't. I, I want to be your man. I want to okay. be Okay. I want to be your man. Original. Uh, yeah, they had written it and, they, and finished writing. They yeah. finished writing it at the Stones rehearsal. Right. Gave it to him. They ended up. They would. They, they would record it with Ringo for the next album. Yeah. But but, um, but then the Stones go come back to the BBC or whatever it was, and, and, and uh, now they have a Beatles song, and, and they had to play them yeah. because the Beatles were breaking so big. Yeah, you know. So they literally helped, helped the Stones make it. I mean, yeah. that, that was a, a, in addition to breaking down the the basic, uh, wall of rock and roll. Yeah, you know, you know being on. You know, it was tough in England. You had the um, you had the pirates, you know, Radio Radio Caroline Caroline. playing a much more important role. BBC didn't like like that role. They didn't want nothing to do with it. Yeah, no. So you had Radio Luxembourg. I don't know if you know when you were a kid, right? And that was they play like thirty seconds of a song or sixty seconds of a song before they
1: got sussed out where it was coming
0: from. You know, yeah, it was weird. So then, you know, so you had to depend on the on the pirate ships, uh, which really didn't happen until a bit later. Yeah. 65, 66, 67, yeah. and in there, you know.
1: But all the youngsters were hip to them them radio stations. Yes, yeah.
0: but you had a tough time where we didn't, you know. We had great radio from the yeah. 50s, you know.
1: Alan Freed always pushed rock yeah. and roll. Yeah,
0: I mean, great radio. Yeah. And right, from the, right from the 50s, you know, so it's different. But until the Radio Caroline came along and broadcast the British invasion back to Britain, you know, who knows what would have happened. Yeah. It may never, never have reached America, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You know, but...
1: Uh, Dave Clark Five, he, he kind of made a big impact in America.
0: Yeah, bigger than England. Yeah. You know, for some reason, yeah, his records, we, we consider them very important. Some of the greatest records ever made, yeah. production-wise. I, I think know. so. I mean, you listen to GLAD all over, and yeah. you, you know.
1: Forget about it. Exactly. I mean, he. Uh, I thought it was funny, though, with him, because like, he was like the main dude, and he was on the drums, mm. and he's kind of centered in the middle, and <laughs> he was so high up on his stall, he's almost like standing up. You know what I mean? I know. It was all about him. <laughs> but he was a smart dude. Very. He was a smart dude. He wasn't an idiot like the rest of us. Yeah. He had some brains, you know. No, he owned his own masters, uh,
0: yeah. and, and, and so did Andrew Oldham. Old, Andrew Oldham owned, owned the Stones yeah. as well. Did he? Yeah. It was only those two. And, of course, Joe Meek, you know. Yeah. He had his own. Not too many others. Um, Did you see that movie? Yeah. Tell Star. Yeah. It's hilarious, isn't it? Yeah.
1: It's so good.
0: Yeah. I wish they would have spent a little more time showing his genius. Stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, yeah. they kind of stayed on the scandalous yeah. stuff.
1: Yeah. But he really was a genius. I mean. Back yeah. back then, people weren't turning knobs like they like he was. It was all guys in white suits yeah, and pipes. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Yeah, he's in well, his... you can't do that. That's <laughs> that's right. He was just the opposite. He's in his kitchen.
0: Yeah, taking you know forks and knives out of the drawer and making noises with it. You yeah. Know, you know.
1: If you haven't seen it, it's a movie. I, I always promote it. I promoted it a few weeks ago. Tell Star. Yeah. You can you can rent it or buy it on iTunes. The Joe Meek story. What are we going to play?
0: Another song from the
1: album, yeah. I guess we are
0: there. Love, yeah, love Again,
1: Love Again. You're listening to Jonesy's Jukebox and KLOS with my guest Stephen Banzant. And he's got a new album out, and it's his band, Little Stephen and the Disciple of Soul. They're playing Saturday at the uh, Bafont, Fafont, Sabon. Saban, F- 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 Lord Fauntleroy. What's it called? Saban Theatre, Saban. It's on Wilshire, just uh, it's just uh. Ah, uh, it's just east of uh La Cienega. That wasn't confusing. Take it away, son. <laughs> You're listening to Jonesy's jukebox and KLOS. That was Cream, Crossroads. That was the uh that was the devil's old ult- old whatever they call it. <laughs> and before that we had Little Stephen and the Disciple of Souls. Love Again. Beautiful track. Thank you, baby. From Thank your you. new album. Yeah. From your new album Summer. Of sorcery.
0: I love the way you say that. We got to record this. Record, I'm thinking I'll make a commercial out of this guy. I'm telling you right now.
1: Darling, um I love
0: it. I love it. It, it, it. Yeah, but man, are they playing their asses off on that song? Oh my God. Jack Bruce.
1: Did you ever see them back in the you day?
0: Know, I didn't in the day because I, I, I stood outside. I couldn't get into the Cafe Go Go on, on Bleecker Street. You know, they're playing a the club and I couldn't get in so I I watched it from outside and then I saw the reunion you know
1: which uh, you know how long how long after was the reunion
0: when they quite a ways I mean it was I don't know wouldn't name this ten years ago oh you know but yeah it was never the same it was was a bit no it wasn't the same I mean yours is the only reunion I can remember that
1: actually did not disappoint yeah you know I, yeah, no, Seriously. Well, I think that's because we didn't play many shows originally. We only did yeah. about 50 shows, to be honest with you, the first time around. And I'm so glad I caught, I caught your... You saw us at the Winterland? No, um, uh, uh, um, Rose, Rose, Rose 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 Roseland. Yeah,
0: 96. One of the great shows of all time, I'm telling you. Thank you. I re- Really, I'm not saying that because I'm here. Uh, it was fantastic. And uh, I, don't know, I, I, I told you this last time I was here, but I, I came backstage and begged you guys to stay together but no way
1: well we did to the end of the tour
0: which was a miracle right we
1: actually did a hundred shows oh wow hundred shows
0: wow I wish we stayed stay together
1: I wanted to commit suicide at the end
0: yeah that's what I figured which is
1: crazy because there was nothing really happening bands are so funny man there's nothing really happening it's all a lot of mental stuff uh, you know and you build up I don't know it's just like it. it's an old marriage it's an old bloody marriage. See, but this is the key, I think. This is where
0: a manager makes a difference, I think. Yeah. You know, either he's sorting that out, you know, and making yeah. sure that it stays a happy marriage. Yeah. You know, or at least one you can tolerate each yeah. other. Yeah. You know, or causing trouble, which is sort of what your guy was well, doing. Well, originally, yeah, originally, for <laughs> you know, sure. You know, he was sort of doing he, the
1: opposite. He, I don't think
0: he wanted it to last long. <laughs> yeah, which is just bizarre in, in, in itself. yeah. yeah yeah i don't think he appreciated what it was he didn't
1: he didn't get the music no he didn't get it it was just that
0: first that well, first record the yeah. only record really Yeah, just one of the great records of all time
1: really well you it, know. a lot of people seem to think that we were puppets and we were like a boy band which is completely wrong and he was like the puppet master yeah. it, it, it really wasn't if anything he was like kind of a fifth member kind of but he had nothing absolutely nothing to do with the music yeah. no input whatsoever and i love saying that because i like to straighten that that out because he perceives that he he was it was him doing everything
0: well no i think i think most of the public who were around at the time recognized that he was sort of the marketing guy you know, yeah
1: you know i don't
0: think anybody thought he was producing the records or anything but but you know but he was, you know, he was brilliant in that in that in, in, in that, that way. That, yeah, but he really didn't appreciate the fact that it, it should have stayed together. It was it, it, it turned out to be fantastic music.
1: Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah.
0: But that reunion, you know, with uh, the original bass player, you know, Glenn Matlock, Glenn, Glenn Matlock, you know, uh, amazing. It was amazing that there was not the least. But, you know, after all, how many how many years was that? Twenty. Twenty years in between. Yeah. You know, you would have thought, you know, well, it can't be what you remember. Yeah. But it was, But it was, it was It was better.
1: They were actually, yeah. the tightness of the band and the weight and, and the sound was actually a lot better than originally. Yeah. You know, it was kind of sloppy originally, because I'd only been playing a year originally. Yeah, right. You know. Did that get filmed? Did that did a tour get filmed or anything? There is. Uh, the 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 Budokan... Filmed it. We did three nights at the Budokan with proper cameras, yeah. and and you know, there's a few of them like where it was filmed properly. Yeah, we did oh, an album for oh, it good. too, the Filth and the Fury, from various shows. Oh, okay, but the only trouble is with that is it's good, but it's all like the third, second show that we recorded. We when we by the time you saw us in New York, we were cooking. Uh, you know what I mean? But it's still a decent album, the Filth and the Fury. Maybe we will play a track from it off you. Uh, well, if you're interested. Yeah. What we doing now? we duking? we playing? got one more song and then, uh, and then we're saying goodbye. Oh, you're out of here. What do you want to hear you your album? Um, let's do uh, we do a world of our own. World of our own.
0: You know, this is kind of like a, a tribute to the girl groups, which I love. Um, you know, Shirelles and Chiffons and Crystals and Ronettes and uh, the things Phil Spector was doing. And, and I know
1: you're and, a big fan of uh, Darlene Love. Um, Darling Love, one of the best songs it. ever.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was so happy I, you know, produced that, uh, or introduced Darling Love. I think we played it here once uh, a few years ago. The boy, now. I'm Gonna yeah, Marry. Yeah,
1: yeah. What a fantastic song.
0: But, you know, that was her, the album I did was her debut album at yeah. the age of 73. Yeah, yeah, You know, yeah. You know after yeah. being number one, 1962, with, yeah. he, with He's a Rebel. Yeah. You know. So, I mean, talk about, uh, you know, anticipation. That, that thing was, and, and that, she, she's still the best. Anyway, I love I love that whole
1: thing. And you uh, like that
0: scene? I like that sound and the, that innocence of the of the girl group thing. You know, the, just reminds
1: just, me of New York. Yeah, yeah. You know, like on a brownstone. It is that. You like know. Lou Reed reminds me of New York. Yeah. Sunday morning. Yeah. I just I just I just image myself walking down the street in uh, New York.
0: Yeah, I, 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 I agree with you. And uh, the Shirelles was very much that. You know, just. Uh, Anyway, uh, it's a bit of a tribute to that sound and that thing. So this is
1: just... Little Stephen, A World of Our Own. Mm-hmm. You're listening to Jonesy's jukebox on OS. That was beautiful, man.
0: Thanks, baby. Thank you.
1: Do you like that when you hear it? Thank you're you. happy with it? Yeah, I'm very happy with the sound. It's a real
0: uh, artistic breakthrough for me because it's really different for me. Yeah. yeah. Like I say, instead of the kind of songs I would usually write for other people. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm doing it myself yeah. for once, you know. Yeah. And I really enjoy that. I enjoy the whole fictionalized you know, the fictionalized thing about it, not having to worry about you know, digging deep down and all that autobiographical yeah. stuff. It's nice, right? Yeah. It's nice. You know? Very good. But, yeah. Well done.
1: Thank you. Good seeing you, man. Little Stephen and the Disciple of Souls. They're playing Saturday at the uh... Saban. Saban. How do you pronounce it? Saban? I don't know. S-A-B-A-N? Yeah. It's on Wiltshire, just east of uh, La Cienega. It's that beautiful old cinema there. Not Really nice place. Yeah. Saturday night. Uh, Little Steven's new album is called The Summer of Sorcery, out tomorrow. Yeah. Not today, unless you're in that tiny island near Australia, <laughs> which I don't think they have any record shops there. But Tasmania. They've got some pineapples. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for coming by, buddy. Always good seeing you, man. And uh, that's it. We're going to visit the Duke. We'll see you in a minute. You are listening to Jonesy's Jukebox. KLOS. It one twenty-three on a Thursday. That was the Stone Roses. I want to be adored. First album released on this day in 1989. 30 years ago. We had Lou Reed, Satellite of Love, beautiful, from Transformer, Mink DeVille, Venus on Avenue D, Rolling Stones, I Want to Be Your Man, all one minute and a half of it, beautiful. Um, Sex Pistols, Satellite from the Filth and the Fury album, that was uh, recorded in '96, a reunion tour, 100 shows. Shoot me. What you got?
0: We're going to qualify somebody for 5K Friday. To caller 25 at eight hundred nine five five 955 klos to get in the running for the $5,000 that we're giving away at 530 on Fridays with Gary Moore. And you'll get a pair of tickets for KLOS's 50th anniversary Golden Gala featuring the Hollywood Vampires at the Greek Theater Saturday, May 11th. And those tickets are provided by Live Nation. Um,
1: I'm tired of this stuff. All right how are you <laughs> You listening to Jonesy's jukebox on Kelo West it's that time I'm going to be knocking it on the head as Jonesy would say it's 551 that was uh that was yeah Robin Trower and uh that was Bridge of Sighs He's playing the Wilton Saturday he's playing Anaheim Friday and Sunday he's playing Ventura Johnny Venture, David Bowie, Station to Station, Jimi Hendrix, Third Stone from the Sun. Yeah, baby, deep, deep knowledge coming at you one time. I'm telling you, yeah, rock and roll coming at you one time again, coming at you one time again, again and again and again and again. The show's got some junk for you. Yeah. Parting If we're giving away tickets for The Undertones.
0: Coming to play The Echoplex on May 31st. Those tickets are furnished by Spaceland. Plus, the winner is going to be qualified for a punk rock bowling VIP trip for two, downtown Las Vegas, May 24th through 27th. And that's going to be featuring Rancid, The Descendants, specials, and more. We'll take caller 25 right now at 800-955-KLOS.
1: Yeah. Gary Moore's up next. And I would change the title of the Robin Trower song from Bridge of Sighs to Bridge of Pies. My favorite food, pies. Bridge of Fies. Oh, Fies are good too. Chicken pies. Not really, I don't like chicken. I haven't had chicken in over 15 years. Not fun animal. I know, I know a lot of men get cancer from chickens. But other than, if you don't mind cancer, it's a tasty meal. Robin Trower, Bridge of Fides, Chicken Fies. I can see it now, a store on Rodeo Drive. I'm making myself hungry. I'm going to go and get myself a nice meal. Mm yeah ah, Yeah nice me Uh see you tomorrow.